0: CII item 441, September 13th, 2017, iPhone 8, 8 Plus, 10, and iOS 11, Coldmaster. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Oh, yeah beautiful iPhone which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of who I am. Today's episode is brought to you by Bombfell. Visit bombfell.com slash TII to get $25 off your first purchase. This episode is sponsored by Bowl & Branch. Go right now to bowlandbranch.com and use promo code TII to get $50 off the nicest sheets and cotton products you've ever owned. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and you are listening to the Today in iOS podcast. First off, I want to thank Richard for sending in the artwork for today's show. Richard wrote the following Hi, Rob, here's a picture of me in front of the International Plaza Apple Store in Tampa, Florida. Regards, Richard B. First off, I hope all's well with you and your family this week and everyone affected by Irma. I added the text with the over app to put the star location on the photo. I want to thanks, Richard, for sending in this picture and folks. You can see the artwork in the free TI app via the bonus button for episode 441 or at Instagram.com slash Today in iOS and also at Facebook.com slash Today in iOS. Richard Pictures continues the 10-year celebration anniversary of the TII and the iPhone. Please, when taking a photo of yourself in front of your local Apple store, if at all possible, take a square picture as I have to make them square for iTunes and put in the Apple store location on the photo along with TII or Today and iOS branding. Thanks to the many of you that have already sent in photos, must always send those photos and pics to today in iOS at gmail.com. And if you have some music you've created on your iOS device that you would like to share with the audience, please email it to me, same email address, and make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said music. As we go over what is covered in today's event, think about the subtle and not-so-subtle message Apple gives by the time dedicated to each product offering covered. Or perspective, back at WWDC 2017, stage time was broken down as follows. iOS and iPads had 51.5% of stage time. Macs and macOS had 21.7% of the time. Another 10% went to HomePod. 8.7% went to watchOS. 7.2% for the intro and outro. And 0.7% for tvOS and Apple TV. We will contrast that as we go through the review of today's events. To see if we can or even need to read into the messaging Apple's trying to send subtly or not so subtly. But to start, here is an email that was sent in on Monday. Hi Rob, for Apple TV, we are expecting 4K but not much else, right? I think it would be great if they turned the thing into more of a game platform. Games are available on Apple TV now and I know the previous, they previously lifted the install size limit. Also, it originally was required that any game for the platform must be able to operate with just the remote. This was extremely limiting, and it too has been lifted. My thought would be, besides adding 4K support, they also give it a much larger internal storage, maybe to 256 gig, or maybe 128 base with the 512 maxed out version. Bundle it with a physical controller, something similar to what you have on a PS4, allow much larger download titles, and do something clever with the storage as iOS is now doing with apps. This would pave the way for more real games to be released on this device. This makes it much more of a Christmas holiday purchase, which means it ends up in a lot more living rooms and can also justify a higher price tag this plus 4k plus the new content we know they are working on acquiring creating would really increase the user base greatly it's just the if it's just the 4k that gets added then it's just a small incremental update which will come with a small incremental user base i haven't heard of anyone talking about this idea have you what do you think regards andrew Well, Andrew, I'm not going to say what I think because I'm recording this and I already know what was released, but we'll get into what was released shortly. And I don't disagree with you that some of those items would have been nice if they had added them. Okay, let's get right into the Apple event. It started at 11.57 a.m. Central Time with the Beatles song, Love is All You Need, while they showed off the new Steve Jobs Theater as the music played. At 12.01 a.m. Central Time was another video, which was an appropriate tribute to Steve Jobs. By 12.03 p.m., Tim Cook came on stage sporting a tucked-in shirt with a sweater and jeans, kind of a Mr. Rogers look if they had filmed this in San Jose when Mr. Rogers was still alive. Well, Tim came on stage and said it was fitting for Steve to open the theater and then talked about Steve for a few minutes and was very hard talking. At 12.07 p.m., central time, They talked about hurricane-ravaged areas and all those affected by Harvey and Irma and how Apple is helping and encourage you to help as well. Tim also talked about Apple Park and the opening of the Steve Jobs Theater. By 12.11 p.m., next up was Angela Arnett's head of Apple Retail and the second most famous alumni of Ball State. She came up to talk about retail and Apple stores, or um, excuse me, town squares, Angela was kind of untucked and sporting some killer high heels. Angela mentioned there were 500 million people a year that visit the different Apple town squares, and then a bunch of yada yada, rah rah rah, our stores, um, I mean, our town squares are great kind of stuff. Overall, the intro videos and the retail stores, the yada yada stuff, chewed up about 11.5% of the event's total time. Tim came back on stage at 12.18pm and he talked about Apple Watch. First with a recap of how it is doing without, you know, actually giving numbers. He did say Apple Watch is now the number one watch in the world, overtaking Rolex. And the Apple Watch sports a customer satisfaction rate of 97%. It's a watch, folks. Of course it's going to be good. There was a video about the Apple Watch they played. Then out came Jeff with an untucked shirt and he came up to talk about something new for the Apple Watch. First, he talked about watchOS 4, and he said Apple Watch will notify you if it detects an elevated heart rate and you don't appear to be active. He did not say if it also can detect if you're playing poker or watching a Disney nasty, but those two things could elevate your heart rate while at rest. Jeff also announced the Apple Heart Study, which will look at non-typical heart rhythms, on September 19th, that is going to be when Watch OS 4 will be introduced. Then came a video for the next gen Apple Watch, the Apple Watch Series 3, with cellular built in. You can make or receive calls on the Apple Watch. It uses the same number as your iPhone. Apple Watch Series 3 and Apple Music, kind of like chocolate and peanut butter. Uh, When combined, you can stream 40 million songs via cellular right on your Apple Watch while out on a run and your phone is back at home. It has a new dual-core processor, which is, quote, 70% faster. Siri can talk out loud now. Yay, Siri has voice. It has an Apple-designed W2 chip for Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. They added a barometric altimeter. It is, of course, still swim-proof and has GPS capabilities. The display our um the display for the unit itself, that's the antenna. So the antenna is embedded into the display for the Apple Watch and that's for LTE and UMTS. It has a new nano SIM card and the case for the Series 3 is the same as for the Series 2. New bands, of course, we'll talk about those on future episodes. And they added a gray ceramic watch to, to their Ceramic The Edition line. Apple says it features, quote, all day battery life, unquote. And pricing for the Series 3 Apple Watches are at 329 to start for GPS only and 38mm. And, and it's 359 for the 42mm version. And then for the 38mm Series 3 with GPS and cellular it is $399, and it's for the 42mm version, it's $429. So guys, if you're wanting the Series 3, you're going to go with 42 millimeters most likely, and it's 429 For the ladies, that would be more likely the 38mm, and that'll be 399 The Series 2 is no more, but Series 1 is still alive and kicking, with a starting price of 249 for the 38, and 279 for the 42mm. I mentioned there is a new gray ceramic Apple Watch and that goes with the white ceramic Apple Watch or really as they call it Apple Watch Edition and they will run you $12.99 and $13.49 for the 38 and 42 millimeter units respectively. There are also new Nike Plus Apple Watches and Apple Watch Hermes versions. Orders start September 15th with the device available on September 22nd. The Series 3 with Cellular will be available at nine countries at launch. Australia, Canada, China, France, Germany, Japan, Switzerland, the UK, and the United States. And the Series 3 without Cellular will be available in 23 countries at launch, which is in the first nine that I just mentioned, plus Austria, Belgium, Denmark, Finland, Hong Kong, Italy, Luxembourg, Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, Portugal, Singapore, Spain, Sweden, Taiwan, and the UAE. Overall, Apple spent 22 minutes talking about Apple Watches, which was 18% of the time of the event, more than double the time or percentage that Apple Watches received at WWDC. Way to go, Apple Watches. At 12.40 p.m., Apple TV became the next item up. And Tim was back talking and talked about the Apple TV 4K, and they introduced that shocker to, um, I guess, well, nobody. Tim then brought up Eddie Q, Untuck shirt, of course. And I thought Eddie looked good. Probably lost about 20 pounds or so since WWDC. Way to go, Eddie. He started talking about 4K and HDR, which stands for High Dynamic Range. Apple TV supports 4K with HDR. It has an A10X processor. Yes, that's the same one that is in the current iPad Pro. Eddie announced that 4K movies on iTunes are at the same price as HD movies. There was a rumor recently that studios were pushing back hard on this, but it looks like Apple was the one that, well, won the shoving match. And Eddie said there is an automatic upgrade of any of your previous HD purchases to 4K HDR. So if you already purchased a movie and it was HD, well, now you'll, if you get an Apple TV uh 4K you will now get the 4K HDR version if there's one available of course Apple's TV app which was launched in the US mm, almost a year ago is now being brought to seven more countries Canada and Australia later this month with the UK France Germany Australia and two others before the end of the year Bluetooth on Apple TV 4K was bumped up to Bluetooth 5.0 But the USB-C port that's on the 4th gen Apple TV did not make it over to the 5th gen device, so that's gone. They talked a little bit about live sports that are coming to Apple TV. Uh, You'll get a notification about your favorite team, and there's a new tab for sports or tile for sports where you can see all the different live sport events available. Then they went into a game studio demo that's kind of where I went off to check some emails. Per pricing on the Apple TV 4K, they are, well, basically two options for the new 4K. A 32, don't buy me gigabyte version at $179, and a 64, I'm the one you want gigabyte version for just $20 more at $199. And if you want the Apple TV 4th gen, that's not the 4K, but if you want the Apple TV 4th generation version, that's not 4K. It is still available for $149 for a 32 gig of storage. They are available for order, the, four, the Apple TV 4K, on September 15th, and they'll ship on September 22nd, or at least start shipping on the 22nd. Overall, Apple TV took up 11.5% of the stage time for this event, same as the intro videos plus the Apple retail segment took. I wanna take a minute now to thank Bombfell for sponsoring this show. If you go to bombfell.com tii you will get 25% off your first purchase. Bombfell is an online personalized styling service for men that helps you find the right clothes for you. It is fully personalized. Every piece has been handpicked for you by your own dedicated stylist. Bombfell scours menswear collections of the brands and designers from around the world and sends you pieces from those collections. That work best for you your stylist will email you their selections after which, you have 48 hours to make any changes or even cancel altogether you're in total control no sign-up fees you pay nothing unless you purchase something it's the most simple straightforward service around bomb on your side they don't make money if you don't find something you want to keep so they are really good at finding things you want to keep and you only pay for what you keep there is no charge to send items back the Bonfell service is completely flexible. Push up, delay, or skip shipments altogether. You're not locked into any time frame on your next shipment. My experience with their service was great. To set up your account, you simply pick your shape, your size, and your style. Okay, picking my shape was not so great, but it was easy. And here is the key. You pick your price points for the different type of items. Maybe you have a higher dollar budget. Maybe you're just on the lower dollar budget doesn't matter. If you don't like to spend a lot on clothes, they can still find you some great things. You have all clothing options you would ever need. Shirts, shorts, jeans, socks, jackets, belts, socks, and more. And the best part, your stylist sends you an email with pictures of what they selected for you. This is not some mystery shipment that when you open it up, you go, ah, who killed the 70s and put it in a box? No, this is a service where you see What is going to you first? And you can say, nope, suggest something else, which is what I did to find just the right look in a shirt for me. You are in control. And once the items came in, it was just a matter of making sure they all fit and felt great, and it did. I also received a great pair of jeans. My stylist nailed it on the jeans, and I am very picky with jeans. I received my items a couple months ago, a few months ago, and everything is holding up great, no issues at all. Again, for $25 off your first purchase, go to bombfell.com slash T-I-I. That's B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com slash T-I-I for that $25 discount on your first order. Thanks, Bombfell, for sponsoring the show and for putting literally the clothes on my back. And back into the keynote we go. At 12.54 p.m., Tim came back to talk about the iPhone. First up was a review of the past 10 years and the great hallmark features the iPhone rolled out. Then they went to a video to go over the new iPhone news, which is the iPhone 8. Well, actually two of them, the iPhone 8 and the 8 Plus, And they have a 4.7 inch and a 5.5 inch screen respectively. Phil Schiller then came to stage, shirt untucked. To talk about the 8 and the 8 Plus, the glass front and back on those devices, the colors available, silver, space gray, and a new gold finish. The units have an aluminum frame made from aerospace-grade aluminum, and the glass is reinforced with steel and copper. uh, Most durable glass ever in a smartphone, according to Phil. Now, take that for what it's worth. I would still highly recommend you get a screen protector and, uh, well, a screen protector and a case. So, yes, most durable doesn't mean it's undestructible. Retina HD display is available on these. True Tone display, stereo speakers, brand new chip, the 11 Bionic is what they're calling it. The most powerful smartphone chip ever. It's a 6-core chip. 25% faster on the two performance cores, and they're 70% faster on the four efficiency cores. It has a second-gen Apple-designed performance controller that is 70% faster for multi-thread workloads. Remember those real-world tests that we talked about on the last episode where the 7 Plus smoked all those Android phones? Yeah, this should smoke the 7 Plus. Uh, per the cameras on the 8, uh, 8 specifically, the twelve, it has a 12-megapixel camera, all-new sensor, better color response. For the 8 Plus, it's also better camera sensors all around. Uh, both cameras are uh, optically or fit manually or physically stabilized, I should say. New features uh, is portrait lighting, and that's in beta mode which basically is different lighting effects that you can apply to photos when you're in portrait mode. Per video, 1080p slow-mo is now up to 240 frames per second, and 4K video is at 60 frames per second. These are both from the backside camera versus the old uh, 30 frames per second for that 4K video. Per AR, Apple's new keyword, augmented reality, I guess it's keywords, Cameras are calibrated for AR, low light and 30 frames per second. There's a new gyro and accelerometers and accurate motion tracking. So they're really making their new iPhones all around AR. Next was wireless tech on the iPhone and wireless charging to start with. At which point everyone said either finally or it's about time or wow, welcome to 2010. Chai support as rumored or where they spilled the beans, was announced. If the 8 and the 8 Plus sound like pretty much the 7 and the 7 Plus, except with the glass back and wireless charging and the A11 chip and some minor tweaks for the cameras, bingo! Really, that is a very fair assessment. There are some minor tweaks on the features. Bluetooth bump 4.2 to 5.0, and NFC has reader mode, and LTE bands 34 and 66 were added. For location tech, Galileo and QZSS were added as well, but battery life is about the same. Apple even says that in the specs, no joke. Quote: lasts about the same as the iPhone 7. Unquote for the eight, and quote: lasts about the same as the iPhone 7 Plus. For unquote for the eight plus. I was really being serious when I said they said about the same. They are fast charge enabled now, and that means up to a 50% charge in about 30 minutes. Right now for colors, they are reduced in what's available to just three, silver, gold, and space gray. On the iPhone 7 and 7 Plus, red is gone. Jet Black is not available for the 8 or the 8 Plus yet. So that you lost both red and jet black. Storage options are now two for the 8 and the 8 Plus. It's either 64, barely enough gigabytes, or 256, pick-me-pick-me gigabytes. Evidently, Eddie seems to be the only one that lost any weight because the weight did go up slightly. The iPhone 8 is 5.2 ounces now versus 4.87 ounces for the 7. And the 8 Plus went to 7.13 ounces versus the 6.63 ounces for the 7 Plus. It's about a 7, 7 7.5% increase there, respectively. The overall dimensions are almost the same. The 8 and the 8 Plus both gained 0.01 inches on thickness and both gained 0.01 inches in height. The screen resolution and pixels per inch are the same. Again, the 8 and the 8 Plus really are the 7S and the 7S Plus, or should have been, except maybe less of an update than we would have seen for any previous S updates. So maybe that's why they didn't do an S update, because they're really not as good as past S updates. If you have a 7 or a 7 Plus, do you need to upgrade to the 8 or the 8 Plus? Heck no. Should you upgrade? No, not really, can't see why, unless you've got a yearly update plan. If you have the yearly upgrade plan, absolutely. For the 6S and the 6S Plus, and it's a little less clear what you should do, but more on that later. Pricing for the 8 and the 8 plus breaks out like this. 64 and 256 gig for the 8 are 699 and 849 respectively. For the 64 and 256 8 plus, then the pricing comes 799 and 949 respectively. That 949 by the way is a $20 discount from the 256 gigabyte 7 plus just the day before. And the $799 for the 64 gig is just $30 more than the 32 gig 7 plus, again from two days ago. September 15th, they are available to order. And September 22nd is the date when they start being delivered to customers. 18.9% of the presentation was spent on the iPhone 8 and 8 plus, putting things in perspective. One more thing yes, they used those hallowed words. The future of smartphones is how they presented it, and they went to a video to introduce it, and yes, it was the iPhone X. Don't call me X, it's the iPhone X, with an X for the symbol. And it was, or is, or will be, mostly as expected. It is a glass sandwich with a metal band around the middle. And this band is stainless steel, very snazzy. It is water and dust resistant, just like the 8 and the 8 Plus. Colors offered are even less, just space gray and silver. Storage options are 64, no, don't get it, gigabytes, and 256, yes, yes, pick me, gigabytes. It offers what Apple is calling a, quote, super retina display, unquote. That is, yes, you guessed it, and well, it's been predicted, 5.8 inches and OLED. It offers a great resolution of 2436 by 1125, which works out to 458 pixels per inch, the most densely packed screen on any smartphone made by Apple in the past. It is an OLED display, as I mentioned, with a 1 million to 1 contrast ratio, 3D touch, and true tone display as well. It features tapped awake or raised awake, edge to edge. Top to bottom screen, there's no home button. You swipe up to, the, uh, to get the home screen from the apps. You push the side button for Siri per unlocking, looking at it, and it recognizes you, and that's how it's unlocked. And it's what we had said it was going to happen, and it is called Face ID. Quote, the future of how we will unlock smartphones. Unquote. It has a true depth camera system which has the following stacked into the notch at the top of the iPhone. So if you have seen any of the rumors or the pictures, there's a little notch at the top. Here's what's packed in that little notch. Infrared camera, a flood illuminator, proximity sensor, ambient light sensor, the speaker, a microphone, front camera, and a dot projector. All of that's packed in that little area. Every time you look at it, it detects your face. There's the A11 Bionic chip, and it has a neural engine for processing face ID. Setting up this is very quick and easy, and they take you through it, and you just move your head around a certain way, and it tracks your face and figures out who you are. It will not be tricked by pictures. If eyes are closed or you are looking away, it will not unlock. Apple said with Touch ID it is about a one in 50,000 chance of someone else being able to unlock your Touch ID. With Face ID, it's one in a million. To pay with Apple Pay, touch the power button and look at the phone. That's really all you have to do. Phil summarized Face ID with these bullet points. It uses true depth camera, i.e. not going to get fooled by a picture. It's easy to set up. There is a specialized neural network in the chip. It's natural and secure. It uses privacy as everything happens on the device in a special enclave. It's attention awareness. It knows when you're looking at it or not. It adapts over time. And it works with Apple Pay and other apps.
1: Hey, Rob, it's Brent out here in Oklahoma City and just got through watching the Apple announcement. Um, have a couple of comments and uh, a concern. Um, first of all, being that I am a, a visually impaired uh, user and a voiceover user, I believe that a lot of these new things that Apple is introducing is kind of working to our detriment. Um, that being the visually impaired community, I know that you know they're taking away the home button and all that. And you swipe up from the bottom. I think some people don't realize that when you have voice over running, when you swipe up from the bottom, it doesn't uh, act the same way that if you don't have voice over running and you end up having to do a double tap and hold and then swipe up to get that same, you know, that same reaction. So uh, in a sense that really ends up taking more time and and, uh, not always 100% effective. So I think taking the home button away is, is very um, unfortunate for the visually impaired community. I know that you'll say, well, there's, you can always have a virtual home button. Well, that's true, but then again, you have to know where on the screen to put your finger for the, uh, for the virtual home button because there's no cutout. So here again, I just think that these products are kind of working against the visually impaired community, unfortunately. So I'm probably going to be ordering the iPhone 8 instead of the new 10 just because of that fact. My concern is with the wireless charging, if you have to have your phone open on the back in order to get that wireless charging, kind of wondering how that's going to work with trying to use a phone without a case, especially when they're glass back and a glass front. And if you do put a case on it, then... I guess that eliminates the wireless charging capability. I'm just uh, kind of curious about that. That uh, would be very unfortunate because I don't know many people that carry their phones without a case. And if the only way you can get the uh, wireless charging is with a without a case, that's going to be going to be pretty unfortunate. Might be a lot of uh, broken screens and so forth. That's kind of a little bit of a concern of mine. And uh, anyway. No real surprises, unfortunately. I think everything that they announced was pretty much out there. I guess the only surprise is the name of the new iPhone instead of the X or I, you know the special iPhone or whatever. It's an iPhone 10. So, anyway, just my thoughts and comments, concerns. If you can address the wireless charging one, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Thanks a lot. Take care,
0: Brent. Thanks for your voicemail, as always. Her wireless charging. It means the case cannot be made of metal. But if they're plastic or rubber or wood, then the inductive charging field should be fine for charging it. It is not contact charging. It is wireless charging by close proximity inductive charging. Again, cases should not be an issue unless they have metal in the case back or they're really, 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 really thick. But normal cases, plastic, Rubber, wood should be fine with inductive charging. Her issues with those with visual impairments, I did send an email to Tim Cook asking, saying the following because I've gotten quite a few feedback from folks that are visually impaired, similar to yourself, that are concerned. And here's what I wrote to Tim Hello, Tim. I have a strong contingent of sight impaired users to my podcast. From multiple listeners, I had the same basic question today. How will Face ID work for those totally blind users? Will those with no sight be able to still unlock the iPhone X with Face ID if they are unable to, quote, look, unquote, at the iPhone? Or is it just based on them gesturing, pointing their face towards the iPhone this does not seem to be the case based on comments in the keynote where it was said it would not open if your eyes were closed or not looking at the iPhone directly. I could not find anything on the Apple website about how Face ID works with site-impaired users. Thanks for your time and consideration in the questions above. Regards, Rob Walsh, host today in iOS. He has not responded, nor do I expect him to respond. But if I get one... I will definitely read it on the show. Back to the iPhone X, and things were announced. And then there is emoji which we kind of mentioned on the last episode. Well, it was officially introduced, and I still don't get it. And they showed examples. I'm sorry, I still don't get it. Don't get me wrong. I understand it. I just don't get it. Then Craig Frederiki Tucked Shirt came out and tried to unlock an iPhone with his face, and no-go. Boom! Hate when new tech blows up on stage like that. He then went to the backup phone, and it was fine. He showed that if you swipe down from the top, that now gets you to control center on iPhone X. To unlock, the process is raise it, look at it, swipe up. Cameras on the iPhone X, 12 megapixels. Dual optical image stabilization. Portrait photos from front and back cameras. It has the A11 bionic chip, of course. And battery life, two hours more than the iPhone 7, or so they said on stage. And what does that mean? Two hours more of talk time? Or is it audio playback? Or what? When you compare the listed specs for battery life for the iPhone 10 on the website versus the 7 and the 7 Plus, I have no idea where the two-hour number comes from or was pulled from, more likely. Talk time for the iPhone 10 is 21 hours, which equals the 7 Plus and is 7 hours better than the 7. Internet use is 12 hours for the 10 versus 12 to 14 for the 7 and 13 to 15 for the 7 Plus, so not better there. Video playback is 13 hours for the 10 versus 13 hours for the 7 and 14 hours for the 7 Plus, and audio playback is 60 hours for the 10 versus 40 hours for the 7 and 60 hours for the 7 Plus. Much better than the 7. Um, Again, I have no idea where they pulled that claim of 2 hours longer than the iPhone 7 from. It just does not list out that way at all. In some cases, it is much, much better, and in some cases, it's a little worse. The iPhone X has the same wireless charging as the 8 and the 8 Plus, which works with Qi. Qi is spelled QI, charging tech. And Apple even introduced or really announced a new charging mat for all their wirelessly chargeable devices, which includes Apple Watches, but maybe only the Series 3 for this, and also a new AirPods case, that supports wireless charging, which wasn't introduced at the show yet, other than to say that it's coming because they showed one working with the charging mat. Apple's new charging mat will charge the iPhone 8 or 8 Plus or 10, plus one Apple Watch and the AirPods case all at the same time. It's called AirPower, which will be available next year after the holidays. And they didn't give a specific, they just said next year. AirPods will have a new optional case, like I just mentioned, that supports wireless charging. Pricing for the iPhone X is $999 for the 64, really, are you kidding me, gigabytes. And the 1149 price goes for the $256. Um, why at this price is it not 512 gigabytes, gigabytes version? Warm up the sad trombone here for a second. You can pre-order this starting on October 27th. And it starts to ship on November 3rd. Wah, wah, wah. 27.9% of the time was spent on the iPhone 10, leaving 6.6% of the time for the wrap-up. And that, folks, was the Apple presentation today. Now, there was one slide that Apple showed at the end of the presentation that I thought was misleading. And it was a slide that shows the starting prices for all the iPhones still for sale. And they do that at the unrecommended storage levels. So let's look at the full iPhone line right now for pricing at the proper top-of-the-line pricing for each, which is really what we recommend here. The SE with 128 gigs is 449 The 6S, yes, the 6S is still for sale, with 128 gigs is 549. The 6s plus with 128 gigs is 649. The 7 with 128 gigs is also 649. The 7 plus with 128 gigs is 769. By the way, it's a $100 discount from where it was on just Monday. The 8 is at 256 gig is 849. And the 8 Plus at 256 gig is 7, or excuse me, 949. So the 8 is 849 at 256. The 8 Plus is 949 at 256 gig. And then finally, the 10 at 256 gig, really should be 512, is 1149. I mentioned the last two years about PIDs, post-iPhone delivery syndrome. And soon some of you will hopefully be suffering from PIDs. And by suffering, I mean your significant other is letting you know that they need some of your attention and are feeling a little jealous of your new shiny Apple device. Folks, we have a sponsor that can help defeat PIDs, and that is Bolin Branch. How does Bolin Branch help you defeat PIDs? By allowing you to buy luxury sheets at an affordable price in a package your significant other will love and feel appreciated when you gift it to them for no reason other than to clear your guilting your PIDs. Like I said a year ago and the year before that, do something to let them know you still care. And this is that something. The sheets from Bolin Branch are made from 100% organic cotton, not because organic cotton is a buzzword, but because organic cotton is incredibly soft. And the sheets get softer each time you wash them. We have had ours for well over a year now, and they are incredible and really soft you'll get the nicest sheets you've ever owned for about half the price of what stores and boutiques would charge for sheets of far lower quality. I really could not believe how excited my wife was to get these sheets. And the box they came in, and the individual pouches for the sheets and pillowcases, well, the presentation was incredible and very Apple-ish. Go to bowlandbranch.com and you'll get $50 off your first set of sheets, plus free shipping when you use promo code TII. That's $50 off plus free shipping right now at BolinBranch.com. Once more, B-O-L-L-N-Branch.com, promo code T-I-I. And since Bolland Sheets sells exclusively online, you don't pay that expensive retail markup. That's half the price for twice the quality. But here's the best part. Don't take my word for it. Try them out for yourself, 30 nights, risk-free. If you don't love them for any reason, they will take them back and refund you without any hassle at all. Bowl and Branch wants you and your family to feel good about your sheets inside and out. You can rest easy knowing their sheets are ethically made, meaning everyone involved in the creation of the bedding has been treated with respect. These are sheets that feel good and you can feel good about owning. Please go to bowlandbranch.com and use promo code TII to get $50 off your first set of sheets. That's B O L L and Branch.com. Again, use promo code TII. I mentioned on the last episode the rumor bingo card. So how did it do this year? We had one bingo on the card from the bottom left to the upper right. The items that were correct in that bingo were the iPhone X with no touch ID, the, sorry, iPhone X. I'm going to do that many times. The iPhone X with no touch ID, new Apple TV 4K, the free space, the Apple Watch Series 3, and then the Apple Watch Series 3 with LTE data. That was the bingo. The other items that were correct were iPhone 10 with OLED, iPhone 10 with 5.8 inch screen but smaller case than the 7 Plus, the A11 processor with the M11 coprocessor, the Apple Watch Series 3, same size as original, the iPhone 10 with facial recognition, the iPhone 10 will be the name, and the iPhone 10 with wireless charging. So those items were all hits. The items that were definitely not correct were the iPhone 6S and 6S Plus will be killed off. Nope, they're still alive, which is likely a testament to the headphone jack. The 7S and the 7S Plus, nope, those were not what they were called. They were called the 8 and 8 Plus. The iPhone 10 pre-order on 9:15. nope, the pre-order date's 10:27. Copper is the new color. Nope, no new colors, and actually a bunch less colors. The iPhone X with rear Touch ID, thank heavens no on that one. The iPhone X ships late in October. Nope, it's going to ship early in November. The iPhone X will shoot front and rear 4K video. Nope, but it does do portrait mode in both the front and the back. So I think portrait mode's more important. The iPhone X with Touch ID and the power button, nope, no Touch ID at all for the iPhone X. And the iPhone X will ship on 9.22. No, it ships on 11.3. Oh, and the iPhone X will come in 64, 256, and 512 gigabyte versions. For now, nope, just 64 and 256. Look, mid year for the, I would say the 256 to drop in price and for the 512 gig version to take over the top price point. But for now, nope, it's, that's a dead spot on the card. But hopefully before, Next year, that will become a circle again. Uh, iPhone 10, uh, top end to cost $1,200. Ugh, missed it by 51. It's actually 1149 And then iPhone Pro will be a name. Nope, that was definitely not a name. Items that were kind of correct were iPhone 8 will be a name. Kind of sort of correct technically as there was an iPhone 8, but it was really meant for the OLED phone So in spirit, it was wrong. Overall, not too bad. If I went with the last-minute rumors on Saturday that we talked about on the last episode, it would have looked better. But I do the sheet to cover most of the key rumors leading into the event, not about all the ones I think are right or look to come from a legit leak a few days beforehand. Now, let's talk about pre-orders. Currently, all Apple said was September 15th for everything announced today or yesterday. Sands the iPhone 10. That means if you want an iPhone 8 or 8 Plus, an Apple TV 4K or an Apple Watch Series 3 at roughly 12:01 a.m. Pacific time on Friday morning the 15th, i.e. 3 a.m. Eastern time Friday morning the 15th. These devices should become available for sale. That said, it could be earlier or later there have been times when it was 7 or 8 a.m. Eastern time before the store came back up for orders. But in most cases, it was right at or pretty darn close to 12.01 a.m. Pacific time, 3 a.m. Eastern time for those pre-orders. If you are going to order something, or if you did order something, email me what you ordered and what was the lead time you wound up being uh, given and roughly what time you were able to get your order in. So if you get in at 12.30 a.m. Pacific Time, and your lead time for the iPhone 8 Plus is 10 weeks, let me know. Let us know what you wind up getting for your order. Email me today in iOS at gmail.com. Thanks for your feedback. Or you can always call in to 206-666-6364. That's 206 moon Apple released the gold masters of iOS 11, watch OS four and TV OS 11 to devs and public beta testers, at least for the iOS 11 on Tuesday, the 12th. If you have updated to any of these, let me know your experience. 206-666-6364. That's 206 moon dog. Or shoot us an email at today and iOS at gmail.com. So today and iOS at gmail.com. I only updated my iPhone seven plus so far, no issues yet, but we'll update all All my other devices running iOS 11 tomorrow. Again, I'm looking for as much feedback as possible. So right now, sans a lot of positive feedback. I still am going to recommend against updating to iOS 11 until the second Double Dot update is released. Past few weeks with all the updates makes me very, very afraid of there being some issue that hasn't been fixed yet. I will release another episode right around the 19th. Please, folks, listen to that episode before upgrading to iOS 11 and others that um, are willing to be the guinea pig. uh, Let us know what your guinea pig status is with your device and how it worked out. But folks, if you haven't updated to iOS 11, you didn't partake in the beta, uh, there was a reason why and that was because you were being cautious. right? So be cautious still until that 11.0.2 comes out. Into the email bag. Hi, Rob. For the caller, Matt, looking for a spam caller blocking app. I don't know the support for visually impaired, but if he is an AT&T customer, then he may want to try this app, which is called AT&T Call Protect. Regards, Thomas in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Well, thank you, Thomas, for the heads up on that. Some feedback about today. Hi, Rob. Well, honestly, I'm a little underwhelmed by today's keynote. I got an Apple Watch Series 2 in May. The altimeter looks really neat, but cellular isn't enough of a reason for me to upgrade. Ditto for the iPhone 8. I'm still happy with my 6S. It will certainly be interesting to see how voiceover and other accessibility shortcuts are dealt with with the iPhone Ten. Triple tap the power button, anyone? That's my guess. Sorry to be seem so curmudgeon on this. Regards, Chelsea. Chelsea, don't feel that way. Again, what I said earlier is I don't see a justification if you have a 7 or 7 plus going to the 8 or 8 plus. There's none, no justification at all there, unless you just really are into wireless charging. Uh, if you have a 6s and a 6s plus, I still find it difficult to see the value in the upgrade. Now, Now, the 6 and the 6 plus. That one definitely, I can see why you'd want to do the upgrade, but six, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, if you're happy with your success, stick with it, and definitely stick with it um, until you hear what's going on with the iPhone 10, because yeah, maybe that one makes more sense for you. Again, the iPhone 10 is not going to be much bigger than the iPhone six, uh, just slightly bigger. Back to email bag. Hi, Rob with. Face ID support faces. Uh, will it support faces when you're wearing sunglasses? Regards, Alan from Israel. Good question. I'll let you know on November 3rd, hopefully. Hi, Rob. Did they say the facial recognition would not work with it if you had your eyes closed, or do they say it will work if your eyes are closed? And I, I meant, I think I missed that part. I like the new Apple Watch. Regards, Melissa. So, Melissa, It will not work if your eyes are closed. So if your eyes are closed, face ID will not unlock. If you're looking away, face ID will not unlock. So if the police are trying to interrogate you to get you to open your phone or someone's trying to get you to open your phone, uh, you just look away. Now, if you're a guy, what they'll just do is have a woman that's very buxom come in and put the phone right down near her cleavage and then just guys just naturally will look down there and it'll unlock. So... Forget it for guys. But if you're a woman, you will be able to keep from unlo- looking and, and it won't unlock. Unless, of course, she has really nice shoes. And then then they'll just put it down near her shoes. Back to email bag. Hi, Rob. First thing that comes to mind is whether I can force unlocking your phone by taking your phone and pointing it to your face. I'd still like a secondary authentication factor with facial recognition or any uh, biometrics. Regards, Brian. And again, Brian... The one thing you can do, and we talked about this previously is you quick tap five times on that power button and that will turn off the ability for the facial unlock and you'll have to put in your passcode. So you're still going to have a passcode. She'll still have the passcode. as a secondary device. Matter of fact, uh, they recommend that you use the passcode, uh, if you have a twin and you don't want your twin getting into your phone because twins will unlock each other's phones with face ID, uh, and and they actually did a little joke up there on the screen about the fact that uh if you they showed Spock and evil Spock, and if you have an evil twin, you'll wanna probably turn off I guess there'll be a way to turn off face ID and then you just use the passcode. A quick update. We are now over thirty five hundred members in our Google Plus community and growing. And thanks to everyone that has joined, and thanks for the great post. And one new post in the Google Plus community uh, that has a lot of comments that went up since the last episode was from me, and it was the traditional TII rumor bingo card. And there are some. Here are some of those replies from that post from Carthagm. "Quote: iPhone eight boring. Bring on the ten. Uh, the asymmetrical screen on the ten is weird. Non rectangular screen is okay for apps, but not for video or even photos." Unquote. And then from Faisal Kalani, he said, quote, I am very disappointed. Most probably sales won't be that good this year. Glass on both sides, no metallic protection, looks very slippery, and looks like it could easily break with one drop. Why did they use the the name iPhone 8? It doesn't make any sense. What was announced is clearly a small tune-up under the hood, On the iPhone 7 and 7 Plus, why didn't they just call it the 7S and 7S Plus? Unquote. And I'll answer that question. The reason they didn't do that is in the past, when they went from a 4 to a 4S or a 5 to 5S or 6 to 6S, basically the outside of the devices were identical. So there really was no change in the outside appearance. In this case, we're going from a metal back to a glass back. So there was clearly a difference in the devices as far as physical look. So it makes sense for them to go from 7 to to 8 and 7 plus to 8 plus uh, and to skip over the S. That said, the overall upgrade on this, when we go out and, you know, when I always do these gradings, when I grade this, this is a lot. This is probably one of the weakest upgrades going from the 7 to the 8 and the 7 plus to the 8 plus. Sorry, it is what it is. Why I don't get invited out to Apple events. But it, this, to me, was a very, very weak upgrade from eight 7 to 8 and 7 Plus to 8 Plus. That said, the iPhone X is not a weak upgrade, and I, and I will upgrade from the 7 Plus to the 10, and I'll be there pre-ordering on October 27th. I, I just definitely cannot, will not recommend anyone that has a 7 or a 7 Plus go to the 8 or the 8 Plus. It just, there's no reason for it. From Myron euchre quote, wireless charging mitigates a lot of the issues with no headphone jack. Now you can use your lightning earpods or lightning adapter with normal headphones, but still charge your phone wirelessly. So do we get the block for the iPhone 8 and the iPhone a- 10, since both were announced? I talked about that earlier. What about the iPhone 7S and 7S Plus? They were announced, but named the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus. Maybe they are getting tired of the stigma that comes from 2nd edition phones. They are never considered to be as advanced as the previous model, unquote. And and I agree with you that they're never considered to be as advanced as the the previous model, but in every case, the S version was a bigger upgrade overall than the non-S version. From Karthik again, quote, I think they are keeping the 6S for the headphone jack, I might buy an iPhone 8 with its silicone case. My 64 gig SE is running out of space too easily and its touch ID is too slow. I missed the 3D touch um, to move the cursor around. Seems like the iPhone 8S are heavier than the 7S as well, unquote. And yes, they are. We talked a little bit about that weight earlier. And yeah, they are just a little bit, about 7, 7.5% heavier than the previous gen. And per the headphone jack and the 6S and the 6S Plus, yeah, I I agree with you. I think that's the reason they kept around. There's people that really do like the headphone jack. Imagine that. Uh, And I'm not being sarcastic to you, Karthik. I'm being sarcastic to Apple for saying, imagine that people actually like the headphone jack. And also from the post Tosin O put up, there were these comments about the keynote from Tosin O quote, Series three with LTE and Siri can talk now. I am liking this. Unquote. And from Karthik M. Quote for Apple Watch with cellular. Um, so we do we now have to insert a new SIM code and pay ten dollars extra per month to the carrier? Unquote. And Tosin O. Responded to Karthik. I think it comes built in the SIM card. I can't imagine trying to price out a SIM card for a device that tiny. But we'll see. Unquote. Uh, and Right now, uh, just to answer your guys' questions here, uh, yes, the SIM card is built in, um, and it looks like it will be $10 more a month to connect your Apple Watch to, to your current iPhone number. At least it it looks like AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile are all saying that's what it'll be. It'll, it looks like there'll be a, a few-month grace period, maybe two or three months where you don't pay anything, and then after that, it's $10 a month to have your Apple Watch and your phone connected. No word yet from Sprint on that front. Maybe they'll buck the trend and go where it's no additional charge and just let you tack it on for free. <laughs> yeah, okay. I can dream. Um, I'm on T-Mobile anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but one thing's for sure. the Having the Apple Watch where you have to buy it and get it connected to your carrier... It's going to make you more sticky to your carrier. So this is an advantage to the carriers, the Apple Watch, uh, in having it connect with the same phone number. Um, Back to some comments here um, from Mark T. Quote, thought the 8 Plus was nice, but not enough of an upgrade for my 7 Plus, but the 10 is a different kettle of fish altogether. Unquote. And Mark, I agree with you 100%. I, yep, the 8 Plus will not, doesn't tickle my fancy at all, but the 10 absolutely does, and I'm looking forward to getting it on November 3rd, hopefully. Since the last episode, there were also dozens and dozens and dozens of other new posts and comments, you know, lots of comments in the TI Google Plus community, which is an Android fanboys-free zone and spammer-free zone. Yep, it is the most civil Google Plus community covering iOS. Folks, go to todayinios.com community to join in. And thanks to all 3,500-plus of you already in the community and contributing. Google launched Oreo, their latest version of Android, uh, middle of last month. And as measured in mid-September, there has been a less than 0.1% adoption of Oreo. You heard me right, 0.1% less than that uh, adoption of Oreo. This, according to Google, via data collected during a seven-day period ending on September 11th. Think about that. Less than 0.1% adoption of their latest and greatest version of Android, which was released on August 22nd. iOS 11 will be released on September 19th, and by October 5th, it will have been installed on at least 35% of all iOS devices and likely over 40% of all iOS devices based on past year's adoption rates. This versus less than 0.1% for Android in the similar period of time. Actually, they had a little longer period of time than I'm talking here. Which one do you want to develop for? Just saying. Everything Apple Pro did another video of the, quote, top five smartphones, unquote, and compared their speeds in real-world tests. And the top five smartphones for this test were the iPhone 7 Plus, the Samy Note 8, the Samy S8 Plus, the Essential Phone, and the OnePlus 5. I think actually earlier in the episode I referenced this testing as last week's episode, but I didn't put it in last week's, so I apologize. It's actually in this week's episode. So for their normal real-world launching of apps, um, and then they come back around, that's one lap, and then they come back around for a second lap where they reopen all the apps that were launched in the first lap and see how quickly they go, and that shows you how well apps are stored in the background. And the results of the year-old Uh, 7 plus versus the latest and greatest from android was as expected this is iphone 7 plus smoked them Uh, the test of launching an app doing a task minimizing the app going to the next then coming back and relaunching the apps the 7 plus was able to complete both laps of all with all these apps uh, in total of three minutes and four seconds second place was the note 8 three minutes and 51 seconds Third place was the OnePlus 5 at 5 minutes and 29 seconds. Fourth place was the S8 Plus at 7 minutes and 2 seconds. And fifth place was the Essential, which is essentially leave-me-alone phone, at 9 minutes and 11 seconds. Ironically, it is the Essential phone (laughs) was the one that showed off the shortcomings of Android the most. And and I say ironically because it's the phone that comes from Android creator Andy Rubin. Think about those results though for a second. The year old iPhone 7 Plus smoked, destroyed, left carnage in its path of the quote top unquote Android phones. Think what the iPhone 8 Plus is going to do in this test. Ouch. Now, in theory, the 8 Plus and the iPhone 10 should run similar in speed. Uh, matter of fact, all three—the eight, the eight plus, and and the ten—should run close in speed. The eight plus will probably have an advantage, uh, as the eight plus and and the ten are supposed to have uh, three gigs of RAM versus just two gigs of RAM for the eight. But the 8 Plus will probably be the fastest of all of them because it'll have this smaller resolution. So for any tests that are, where it's video is in there and, and screen resolution to be less pixels, it has to push. We'll see when all the benchmarking tests are done, but most likely the results are going to be first place is the iPhone 8 Plus. Second place is going to be the, the 10, and third place is going to be the 8. Now it's possible the 8 will actually be ahead of those two in some tests because it's going to have even less pixels to push. We won't have all those benchmark tests until November, but we're going to have some before the end of September. Once we get some of those test results out there, I will talk about them on the show to see how they compare to the 7 and the 7+. Do you have a soul? That's a rather personal question. Do you have a soul? Sorry, Robert. I've been advised not to discuss my existential status. Do you have a soul? I'm not sure that matters. Do you have a soul? I am Siri, your personal assistant. Do you have a soul? In the cloud, no one questions your existential status. Do you have a soul? I'll leave that for you to decide. Do you have a soul? Close enough, I'd say. Thanks again to Boland Branch for sponsoring this episode. Folks, go right now to bowlandbranch.com and use promo code TII to get $50 off the nicest sheets and cotton products you've ever owned with free shipping to boot. And before we go to today, I want to remind you to send in your feedback to the show, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or record your feedback and email to the show at todayinios at gmail.com. Well, the feedback can be anything, but let's stick with the uh, what was announced at the event or your thoughts on iOS 11. Were you happy? Were you sad? Was there something you wanted to see that you didn't see? Let us know. Give us a call. Shoot us an email. We'd love to get that feedback uh, this time of year. Really need it. Thank you. And I'll be doing a lot of traveling the next six weeks. I'll be in L.A., New Orleans, New York City, and Winnipeg. And I will be doing my best to stay on the 7-10 to day release schedule. Your feedback will help on that front. So please, email, voicemails, send in your thoughts on iOS 11 and tips and tricks and questions you have, plus all the feedback on items that were announced on the September 12th event, what new products you're going to be buying or will not be buying and why. Also, don't forget to check out our moderated Google Plus community by going to todayinios.com slash community. Um, Quick reminder, if you are an app dev or an iBook author, email me if you want your app or iBook featured in the promo giveaway segment for free. We just need five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email them to me at todayinios at gmail.com and please include a 60-second less or less review of your uh, app and iBook indicating you are the dev or the author. Also, when sending in the promo codes, please make sure to let me know when they expire. Thanks to Bombfell for sponsoring this episode. Again, for $25 off your first purchase, go to bombfell.com/tii. That's com slash e l l.com/tii for a $25 discount on your first order. Finally, check out the recently updated TII app. It's free for you. Search for TII in the iTunes App Store. It's the best way to consume the show and to get push notifications each time a new episode of TII is released. It is voiceover friendly of course. For uh, the latest update, it was all about UI and push notifications and a few other nice improvements. Please go right now and download the TI app or get the update. Until the next time, I'm your host, Rob, reminding you to phone different.